even here. This is how valid is the validity. But is it though? <laughs> I don't know. Is it how valid is the validity? Where are we right now? We are in Nashville, Tennessee, where apparently global warming has finally kicked in 100%, and it was nine degrees last night and snowed. <laughs> yeah, it was It was like 40 degrees when I woke up this morning. We had our AC on last night because it was warm, and uh, I woke up and I was freezing. It was supposed to snow last night. Yeah. It did, it did a little bit. Yeah, up north. Kentucky, north Tennessee. Yeah. Craig said it was snow in West Virginia like it was a blizzard. <laughs> my, my brother eats a lot of Dairy Queen, so I can never tell. Oh, interchangeable. How's everybody doing? Good, good. good. good Casey, good. is it Brefka? Yep. I knew what it was. <laughs> Phil from Titan Motoring and oh, Anders Canders. Well, I'm here. Hey. Anders. Anders Canders. <laughs> No music guest tonight because Casey kind of is encompassing a bunch. We're going to talk about some music stuff, a lot of music stuff. Something maybe. Uh, I'm no. not singing tonight, am I? I didn't practice. <laughs> I mean, we could we could arrange that. <laughs> I had a good time with you the other night at the at the hockey game. Thank you for taking us. Yeah, man, it was a good time. I don't remember any of it. I mean, I think I had a good time. I don't. Couldn't tell you. He left at a very good time. Yeah. <laughs> Before Neiman met a terrorist and <laughs> I left early, you know, what like one AM. Neiman swears he'd been a terrorist. It was the longest cab ride I ever took in my entire life. A cab? Yeah. Those still exist? Wait, right. It unmarked. I don't think cabs have markings anymore. I don't think they have markings anymore. He was sitting out that could have been anybody. That guy wait <laughs> looked at me and goes, I'll take you home. And I said, Okay, how much? How that much? sounds like a good idea. Because you can't get an Uber right now. Getting an Uber downtown, any it's, it's it, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. $100 to come home. And this trip was only 300 bucks. <laughs> I think Neiman gave him $50, and I think I gave him 25 when I got in the cab. Yeah. And then he, he then he brought, from Neiman's house, he brought me to my house, and, and I gave him my credit card because I was out of cash. I'm not kidding you. I woke up out of cash, and I, I smelled like cat poop in my mouth. But I, he <laughs> took thirty. For the he, he, I said, "How much more?" Uh, I don't know. Uh, how much? I said, "How much more?" I was not that drunk, right? Uh, Twenty-five dollars. He took thirty. He gave himself a little, you know, kicker. Yeah, like you do. Nothing big happened this week. No, nope. <laughs> nothing slow, major in this uh, week. This has been a slow news week. So, let's just jump right into it. I don't want anybody's opinion on whether they thought that this was good or bad. Okay. I, I think that this is what, and this is what, this is what you're hearing now from both sides, justice. And it wasn't right, but there was no other verdict. The media pushed it. The people pushed it. Everybody pushes it. It was, this was mob rule. And in some regard, I think I, I can get on board with that because you did have Maxine Waters and a bunch of people saying, let me tell you something. You don't put this guy in jail. If he doesn't lose every bit of hair that he has left on his head in jail, we are going to burn it to the ground. We're going to burn it to the ground. The fact that the the jury, this is what I found interesting. And I don't, I, you know, one thing I wanted to look at was like, who was on this jury? Was this, was this mostly a black jury? Who, you know, was this a white people that felt, would have felt guilt? But here's the problem. How many people saw that that nine minutes, all that film, or, or whatever less it was? And how do you ha how do you pick a jury at that point in time? 
How do you pick a jury for this trial? It's it's got to be difficult. It's got to be. I will say that uh, that you know this was in the USA Today. Um, I, I was surprised. It was a it was a a twenty year old uh, in his twenties white guy, mixed race in her twenties, white man in his thirties, uh, IT manager, black guy, thirties, healthcare advisor, executive, white woman in her fifties. It was a black man in his thirties, white woman in her fifties, black man in his forties, not 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 a black woman. I, I was one black woman. Everybody was pretty white. I mean, it was pretty much a white jury. And and some of the things that they said, as far as the, the quotes that they were given to papers, I mean, they it looked like that they were feeling both sides, but understanding the other things as well. Even the footage that came out that everybody was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact that, you know, we saw more in it and there was more to it than than what you know. I, I guess. Uh, I guess my thing is, and we're gonna we're about to see another one. With the young girl that got killed, that was just got killed yesterday, I guess. Yeah. With the knife. Yep. I I think we've we've come to a point now where we get we get some information, and we've talked about this before. We get some, we get a little bit of information, and then that's it. Our decisions made on that. They could roll out. They, they could come out with something right now that this girl had an alien with her, and they were going to kill out the whole destruction of the whole world. But she was innocent because that first nine seconds, I already made my mind up. Now, granted, she was trying to stab somebody else. And they shot or whatever the case is. It's either going to get to where police can't shoot anybody, because then you got the guy that the woman shot. She thought she had he had a, she had a taser. I'm wondering why they're not shooting people in the ankle, right? The knee. That now are you being funny? No. Okay, because you know Joe Biden said that. Like take them out from the right and the, the, take their leg out. They're not going anywhere, and and you're not going to kill them. So like, what what's what's yeah, going what on? Is, there? What is the problem? Okay, so there the, has I know to that be they, tra- they train them to shoot center mass. Why? Like what's well up because with- if you pull because here's the deal when you get into a gunfight with somebody and you shoot them five times and they're still coming at you. Right, but she had a knife. No, so, I, I, I'm with you. Unless she's a knife thrower. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, you never know. But, I, you know, there is, there is a point to this where it's, it's some of this is going to have to some of this is going to have to change a little bit as far as, you know, police reform needs to come in the fight. Oh, that's 100 percent. So so I grew up not not liking cops. I didn't. And obviously I'm in my, you know, I just turned 40 up. I, I completely a lot of respect for cops and what danger they put themselves into, you know, matured, you know, well, some, some would say otherwise, but <laughs> very different from when I was a teenager. Right. But it, when I was a teenager, I was, you know, doing bad stuff and cops were the bad guys. That's, you know, that's, I was a, I was a, not a good teenager. So, I mean, from somebody that went from feeling that way to having a lot of respect for the cops and all that, I see the reform aspect. Like, yes, some of them are, you know, they feel way too entitled, have way too yeah. much power. They don't have enough training. I mean, you can be a cop at what you do, like a like a six week program, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I don't know the specifics, but it's not long enough. You know, um, you got to take four years of college to, you know, do most jobs out there. But you can be a cop in whatever it is. Six I weeks mean, I've or, always said I've always said cops and having kids. How, how do you have to have a license to drive a car, but anybody can pop a kid out? Kid out? And then we got to take care of it if you're a piece of shit, right? That yeah. that that blows my mind a hundred ways to Sunday. But we were talking about it a little bit before, and you can understand it dealing with the public. How many times have you had customers come in or people that were potential customers that you could just tell, I don't want to work on anything. I don't want you coming back here ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine being a police officer 
and doing that for a handful of years where there's pretty much nobody that you want to see or deal with. As a human being, it would almost be, how difficult is that to hold your feelings back? And the only way to do it, the only way to do it is to treat everybody exactly the same. You can't trust anything that anybody says. So if somebody's being nice to you as a police officer, then you have to assume that there, there's some kind of ulterior motive like i'm trying to get out of a ticket or i don't want to or i'm trying to cover for somebody or whatever the case you just that's why sometimes when you when some when a cop pulls you over and you're not doing anything you're just getting a speeding ticket and and you're like that cop was a dick it's because yeah maybe i'm fine and i'm handing in my papers and i'm not saying anything but most people are, are are giving this guy the third degree and so over time you become callous to what people say and think and feel they talked about it in the George Floyd trial. You know, how many times do people tell you that they, they can't breathe? How many times do people tell you they don't want to, you know, that they didn't do anything. And, and pretty soon you just have to, everybody is, these people are just like some corner until you find out exactly what happened until George is in a cell somewhere, then you can be nice. Cause that's what, that's how it works. Right. Police officers, when everything's done, they'll come back and talk to people that they've arrested, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But there, but unfortunately, it's you can't talk about it after somebody's dead right this can't be the conversations we're having after people have already died the one the woman that shot the guy with the the gun instead of a taser 20 years on the force or whatever the case is i mean you know there's pictures of her with there's pictures of a taser and a gun she's like 20 years on the force decorated officer can't tell the difference between a taser and a, and a gun right she's going to jail so i mean this is not you could talk about racism you know racism didn't come up in the in the george floyd trial nothing it, you can't tell me that Chauvin, this is how he wants to spend the rest of his golden years. So, you know, there is an issue here with racism. Okay, maybe there's some racism to get to the point of of treating somebody, but then when you get into these certain situations where adrenaline's a part of the situation and all that kind of stuff, which is why he got second degree murder, right? Because it wasn't, he didn't go into it intending to kill the guy, right? Yeah. Which is interesting too, because they got him for second degree murder, Second degree manslaughter and third degree manslaughter. Third, third de- I think it was second and third degree murder and then a manslaughter. Was, is that what it was? Yes. Oh, right, because third degree murder is is third, manslaughter. Third degree murder is manslaughter. Degree, no, third degree murder is depraved indifference. I think. Right, but third degree murder is considered manslaughter. Huh, yes. Yeah, Doesn't like second that. have some sort of premeditation, or is that no, only that's first? first? That's only first. That, okay. It's in the heat of the moment, right? <laughs> premeditation would be like, yeah, if you you know you're you're you've planned it out. Okay. Yeah. So he so so basically the the second degree murder charge is 40 years is is the maximum sentence on that and then another 10 de, 10 to, 10 years for the second degree Say that again second degree murder second degree murder third degree murder and then I think second degree manslaughter but I don't quote me Yeah on that. third degree murder second degree manslaughter okay oh, I was right So I'm okay. you are right and so I was trying to see here second degree second degree manslaughter um when someone creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree. Um, found guilty since imp- imprisonment for not more than 10 years and a, t- a $20,000 fine or both. I'd find him both, make him work it off in jail. Oh, he's not going to last. You don't think so? Not a chance. You know what? Ghislaine Maxwell's around. This guy has a chance. So prisoners don't tend to look too kindly on former cops who end up in jail. Well, that's true. Well, uh, and he'll uh, be in segregation, but there's a way to they can still get to you. 
Unless he starts bringing in some good weed or something, which is possible. He might. Or he, or we never hear from this guy again. They put him underground somewhere. I mean, who knows? I, I, I mean, so this is, this will stay in Minnesota. He'll stay in jail in Minnesota. Right, this is not a this is not yeah, a this is a state, right. It's a state case. State, state. Not federal. So second degree murder, according to Minnesota statute, whoever causes the de- whoever causes the death of a human being without intent to affect to affect the death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony offense other than criminal sexual conduct in the first or second degree with force or violence or drive by shooting is guilty of murder in the second degree. I think I'd have to read that a few times, but pretty much I think it just means I didn't come here to kill him, but I did. It, it's like if you're that that's if you're doing some other felony and in the course of committing that felony, someone dies. Right. So, so he wasn't, but, but Chauvin wasn't committing a felony. Well, the, the man, the manslaughter is the felony. Oh, yeah, that's okay. why they that, did it that the, way. The, the, Got yeah, you. The third, the the second degree manslaughter is the um, oh that the leads reckless, to the, me- the reckless uh, conduct yeah. that endangers nice. a human life while while doing that he caused the death of a person. Got you. Well, and I actually don't know the answer to this. Some of you guys might, but you know we all seen the video where he was down and had the you know had the knee on the neck. Yeah. Was he in handcuffs then? Yes. He was. It's was, the dumbest in, thing. Yeah, he was what in hand, the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? He was in handcuffs before that entire video started. What the fuck? You know, you this guy, this guy, and this is what pisses me off about this. And this is where police, you know, should stand up and say, "Look, this one guy cannot represent everybody. No, these one, these single incidences cannot re- represent all cops, right? There's 760,000 cops in the United States, you know, and and you're and you're gonna." The, the the fact that most a lot of people do not get killed by police officers number one okay so these people do not represent the police department now this this thin blue line and all this kind of stuff where other cops will not talk about other cops because they don't want to be all that kind of stuff that's a serious problem that especially needs, in bigger yeah. in bigger police departments well that just creates an us versus them mentality on both sides of that. And I was yeah. I was I was listening to uh to Ari Melber's show when I was driving down here. He's on he's on MSNBC and he was talking about the uh the blue wall of silence and how a lot of times in these cases where there are officer involved shootings that go beyond the scope of duty and end up falling under like murder charges, the the police around the officer that's charged just refuse to cooperate. So Chris Smith um, asked, "What are the other cops charged with?" They they are now uh, aiding and abetting, I believe. Well, they're they're getting charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder, while committing a felony, and with a- aiding and abetting second degree manslaughter with culpability culpable negligence. Both charges are categorized as unintentional felonies. Yeah. Uh, the three officers, I guess they didn't. Now this is interesting to me. They just got fired Tuesday. So this, I guess, so this was pending, I guess they were pending the Chauvin trial to yeah, figure out probably. whether or not, right, so they're, they're done too now. So my question is, don't ask me how I know this procedure, but when you get handcuffed by an officer that I might or might not have personally experienced, <laughs> they the, the, the next thing they do, if they put you in handcuffs, you're going straight in the car. Okay, so you did not see the video. So he was in the car. Okay. And then went no, and then lost part. his lost his shit about that okay and so and, and was he was doing the can't breathe thing before they even put him they he was doing i can't breathe walking to the vehicle 
because he he was I guess hyperventilating or had anxiety, whatever the case was. Um, they had him in the car sideways. He wouldn't sit up in it, or if he did, it wasn't for very long. So he brought him back outside of the vehicle and then put him on the ground because that was going to make him be able to breathe better. What was the reason? Do we know? I, I, because he did not want to go in this car, and so they, at this point in time, they had called an ambulance. And, and they were waiting on the ambulance. That's why he was just sitting there with his knee on him. But why not leave him in the car? He was he was trying to get out. So I think there was a little bit of a struggle or a little bit of an issue with him not standing still or staying still, which is why he put him on the ground and put their on their knee on him. I, I think personally, looking at it, even the even the things that came out at, into the trial that, that didn't show a good light on George Floyd, you could have said he probably would have just sat there on the tire. I, I, I don't understand. But regardless of that, regardless of that, there was, you could just tell in his face that he would rather be anywhere but here and he gave no shit about George Floyd, right? So this guy, this this person under you what could have been a block, right? It didn't, at that point in time, I'm done. You know, I'm not a, you know, you, you were just trying to pass fake bills. You're just sitting in a car eating fentanyl. I mean, what am I supposed to do here? And this is where the defunding, not so much defunding, but really taking money and giving it to social workers and giving it to other people that are maybe better equipped to deal with these types of situations, mm-hmm. which I believe that, right? Yeah. But the issue is the cops are the first line, right? And and they're the ones that have to go first. and 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 so... My thing is, how do you train these guys to be a social worker, to take a shot, to shoot somebody, to to deal with all the crap that goes along with? Nobody wants to do you this. Can't, you can't. Right? So nobody it's, wants to be a police officer in their right mind. People that want to do this have a duty. Their parents did it. They Something happened to them. Whatever the case is, they were in the military. They like the structure. There's, there's, certain, there's a certain type of person. And we don't have enough of those type of people. So when you have that situation, you're going to get people that aren't necessarily the, the, the strongest brain functioning people in the United States. Now, I'm not, I don't know Chauvin, so I, I don't know what the case was. My thing is, let's, let's just say it's not about smarts. Let's just say it's about a person that, that has to go to work every day. And again, I revert back to even dealing with the public. Behind a counter, sometimes you want to kill people. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. So, could you imagine putting yourself in that position as a police officer? And that's what you have to do every day. Is 90 percent of the p- things that you deal with is just all somebody giving giving you an excuse or telling you they're not going to do something or you know, it's just I don't know how you do this. I, I just honestly, there's no and obviously we're not the you know. We're not going to figure it out tonight, no. and and nobody's going to figure it out in the future. But at some point in time, you got to say that as human beings, a cop should not be allowed to work more than twenty hours a week, and then have something else to do, go mop uh, the street or something where you don't have to deal with people for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can only deal with people for so many hours a week. You know, chill out because because there's no way forty sixty hours a week you can deal with this kind of crap every day and still believe in human beings. Well, the bottom line is you're just going to see that nobody wants to be cops anymore. I mean, it's like I think we'll see that very soon. But then, like the long term effect of that, like five and ten years from now, I think that we're going to see it's going to be harder and harder for these for cities and states to get to get cops because they don't get paid much and they have to deal with these possible repercussions. You know. Um, Nobody really knows what it's like to, you know, obviously we're talking about some scenarios that were, that were kind of standouts that, that had some sure. unfortunate things happening, but 
you know, as far as like you're out there, you don't know who you're dealing with, wh- what uh, negative effect they could have on you if they have a gun, if they don't have a gun. And so why are people going to, they won't want to put themselves at risk like that, you know? So people are just like, oh, I'm not going to be a cop. I'll be something else. I don't have to worry about that. And, and, or not, you're not, the bigger cities are definitely going to have that problem. The more liberal cities are definitely going to have that problem. And which would really pisses you off about when the government, governor of Minnesota, all of a sudden is, is wanting to use the military and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, this whole Trump Biden situation and how people acted last year as opposed to this year is really disheartening as far as, you know, yeah, we all know politician and lawyers and all that kind of thing. You want to bag a lot of people in the same ball game, but most people are pretty good, you know, but this, this, this whole politician thing with, uh, it's just, it's mind blowing that the rhetoric that happened last year when Republicans said certain things and now Democrats are saying it and it's like not a thing. And then when Republicans were saying, bring in the national guard, it, that was bad. But now this guy's saying, we're not going to burn people's businesses down last year was okay. And that's wrong because now how, how do you trust anybody at this point? The hypocrisy is just right. And we see it, but there's, it's so big and so gargantuan. And it's so, it's just so, it's such a big, it's so big. It's such a big thing. And people just want to go back to work and people just want to go back to the bar and people just want to go back that they just let these people, we just let politicians do whatever they want. And we hope that every once in a while we get a, 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 a stimulus check. You know, we hope when the rubber meets the road that the government's going to try to help you out. But overall, these people are doing, they're making deals. The stock market's a prime example of it. All the billionaires that have made more, another billion dollars last year from the stimulus crap while we're sitting around with 2500 bucks. Are you, fu- are you kidding? Just keep it. Just keep it. You know what I mean? Let's move on. I bought Dodgy Coin, Doji Coin, Dogecoin. a Doge. Yeah, I bought some finally. I'm getting into this crypto shit. Okay, I'm not a thousand dollars in January, and you would have had three Teslas right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, once you know about it, it's too late. So I'm Correct. fine with that. So I'm going to lose my ass, but I'm going to be in it. I do remember this though. Seven years ago, eight years ago, I remember some guys in the band talking about Bitcoin. Oh yeah. And they were like, "Oh, dude, Bitcoin! It's like four hundred dollars, and it's it's going to be the ne- it's going to be it take over cash and all this crap." And you're just and I'm just like, "Dude, just strap it on, buddy, and play the play the gig, all right? Don't <laughs> okay." And I'm I don't want to do that again. And it doesn't look like cryptocurrency is going away. This is the future no. for sure. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of the big executives to a big corporation just left to go to a, to a to a uh, a crypto bank fund whatever they call them nowadays so i i felt pretty good about my my doge doge coin doge coin do, i doge in bad bad time to buy but you already knew 35 that. cents now i mean you you know a dollar five dollar ten bucks no i mean i'm finally being able to go down so and afford something you jumped you in and bought one coin one one doge coin? no no i bought i bought many <laughs> many hundreds oh. many many hundreds of many doge hundreds coin. of doge coin <laughs> My my goal is to get you know I never get Andy and Tyler anything for Christmas this year I'm going to wrap up a little Doge coin and give it to him wow oh, one a piece one a piece but you just ruined the surprise no they don't care <laughs> he, he won't remember he won't remember um, the IR, I, I will say this this is interesting too uh, the IRS is is going to be coming at you maybe not us so much but you better watch it uh, the, the fact of the matter is that you, you know 
the 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 ultra rich tax that's coming, they're going to get some of this money back that I was you know bitching about earlier. They're going to get some of it back, oh, and, yeah. and 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 they should. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, Jeff Jeff Bezos did not need any more stimulus money, right? Not PPP, not people just giving him PPP money. Basically, they were getting whatever the case is. Audits for people making a million dollars or more were down seventy four percent over the last two years. Yep. Okay. Twenty forty five percent for corporations overall, and and I, I guess. They're saying that with a $5 billion uh, increase in the IRS's budget that they'll be able to, to get a trillion dollars in the first year. So, I mean, if you, have, uh, if you own a business, you've been having some fun since 2011. I'm serious. Well, there, there, was, there was an article that came out not too long ago where they, they specifically asked some high up at the IRS why the, the audit rate is so disproportionately skewed towards people with lower incomes. And his answer was, we don't have enough money or lawyers to go after the rich people. And that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and so th- this whole idea about keeping taxes for people that make $400,000 $400, or less down or the same or whatever the case is, the only way this works is if Uncle Sam's covered for you. All yeah, right? You gotta, so you better be right. You better be doing the My business is in my mama name. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made $400,000 since the 70s. Um. You know, this is an interesting topic I saw today too, and you can you can speak on this more than anybody. Um, I, I this dementia, Alzheimer's, is a big thing now. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's trying to figure out how to prevent it. All these types of things. Like, what are the things that we're doing you, young that's causing all these problems with people getting dementia in their freaking early sixties, right? So, are you calling me crazy, Weaver? No, I'm saying lack of sleep, <laughs> lack of sleep. Which I've heard this a thousand times. You know, like every, if you get less than six hours. It, it causes all of these freaking side effects. More than nine, too, is like, so there's this whatever. Yeah. But I say that because you bought the sleep apnea device. Yeah. The pap smear. What's it called? CPAP. 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 <laughs> I, I bought a pap smear the other day and went, had the best night's sleep I ever had in my entire life. So, I mean, you, you, didn't, you didn't snore very bad. But uh, there were times in the van when you would breathe in and all our hats would get sucked into the middle of the van. Yeah. It was bad. He was a bad snorer. This thing changed your life. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And so t- t- can you just, I, I, I find, this is fascinating to me because I think people have a hard time falling to sleep, number one. Yeah. Staying asleep throughout the night. You know, mm-hmm. this sleep thing. This, you have a problem sleeping? Nope. Okay. Other, everybody but him. <laughs> what about you, Andy? No, not too bad. Now is that now have you ever have you ever fell asleep sober? Uh, well, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I just want to well, make what sure. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm asleep. Any, I'm, only time mean? I ever fall asleep about, is when I'm about, completely blasted. How about in the last ten like years? Like the other night, for instance. In the last ten years? Well, I mean, I guess I mean you know that you know cannabis is helps sometimes you know <laughs> most nights. But, right, and so the, yeah. and that, that's a good point. Cannabis does help people sleep, and they make the the sativa is the sleeping. Yeah. Kind, no. Strand? Oh, no, no, indica, indica. indica. Yeah. You know what? Fifty-fifty shot. I'm dying. Fifty-fifty <laughs> shot. If if I if there's a chance, if I jump over a ravine and somebody goes, "You got fifty-fifty shot," I'm like, I'm just jumping in. I'm not even taking the car. I'm just jumping. Yeah. I had a fifty-fifty shot to get indica or sativa right, and I got the wrong one. Is that funny to you, Casey? A little bit. So, <laughs> let's say you don't want to go the drug route, which a lot some people don't. Yeah. Right. Uh, what what? How much of a difference did it make? So it was. So bef- before I got it, I was 
I mean, like like you said, I was I was snoring a lot, which is what let other people kind of clue me in on what might be going on. But I'd I'd wake up several times in the middle of the night, like feeling kind of like I was gasping for air. And like during the day, I would just I would hit points when I'd feel drowsy or I'd need to take a nap, especially when I was making like long drives because my folks live up in Cleveland, which is about an eight hour drive from here. And I would usually have to stop like four or five times along the way just because I was getting drowsy and I needed to like stop and kind of refresh myself, get some caffeine just to to dull that. But uh, once I once I started doing the CPAP machine like that completely went away. Unreal. And so it took it took it took about a week to really get used to it. But after that point, like I'm sleeping all the way through the night. Um. I don't I don't get drowsy during the day anymore. I can make those long drives without feeling tired. It's it's insane. And I just feel so much better. And anybody you don't have to have a sleep apnea problem. This could help anybody or if you have I, I think it's more it's it's more geared specifically towards sleep apnea. Yeah. Cuz what what happens in sleep apnea is that something in the physiology up here causes your airway to kind of close. And that's what stops you from breathing because you the 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 pressure from breathing in and out isn't enough to keep your airway open. So what the CPAP does it it just it's just pushing a constant stream of air and it's forcing the airways oh, to right. stay open. Okay. So it's helping you breathe um at night. So would it be out of line for me to to ask to try yours? No, I'm just teasing. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't stick anything he's had up his nose into my nose. That's over. probably smart. Um, so the reason we have Casey on tonight is because uh, Casey has, um, well, it's a big band. It is. Literally. Like, <laughs> I, I always got fun of for having a big band for Nashville, downtown, like eight people on stage was a big deal, yeah. you know, or, or not a big deal. I think people laughed at me. Is that you or me? That's me. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've we've made it this far it's a pretty back. much with only you giving the Bill Cower face one time. No, well, we figured it out. Yeah, I figured it out. No, I was just, you know, a little yeah. backing track for... So, Casey <laughs> Casey came, uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and, and, and said something about having starting a Kickstarter because he wanted to... To make he, he he's written big band music so this is swing big band 30 40 era type music yeah um and i've i've seen him perform it's unbelievable it's really amazing this the wall of sound uh to to quote a, a phrase is uh un- unbelievable and, and really neat so let, let's take a look at this real quick let's take a look at
<laughs> you know, because you have to care about what we're saying and care enough to say what we're saying is stupid. <laughs> I just want to uh, give a shout out to George Basler for, for calling us clowns and something else just because finally I said or we said something that got somebody pissed off or, or just laughing enough to say something. Well done. Thank well you. Done. I mean, it's that's Round like getting a phone call. That's like getting a phone call. It really is. I'll send him some whiskey. I'll tell you what. You drink Guy's whiskey, you drink a bottle of Guy's whiskey, you'll think that the, everything we're saying is spot what on. What does face boolean mean, though? I, I, I can't imagine that he's probably not drinking, too. <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. I, you know, they say that 1% of, your, of, of radio, talk radio, fans actually call in. 1% actually call in. That's, a, the, that's why they go at the... It doesn't matter. I'm a jabroni. I think that he meant jabroni. Maybe. Face jabroni. Perhaps. So then, so that's somebody's brother because there's another uh, Basler out here. Oh, yeah. That's what I know. Okay. That's yeah. awesome, though. Richard is your buddy. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Richard. Okay. So that, I'm just saying that's neat. And I, don't, I apologize for putting that in the middle of your no, thing. That's funny. So how yeah. long did that take you to do? So that that particular video project took about a month and a half total to put together. And you did it all yourself? Uh, I did a lot of it myself. Put that mic up in front uh, a little bit. Yeah, I did a lot of it myself. Um, the 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 tune and the arrangement aren't mine, but I had to. Basically, I start by putting like a click track together and like some MIDI stuff for the horns. Then I send it out to my rhythm section players and have them lay down their stuff. Then once I get all the rhythm section things back, I kind of make a rough mix of that, send it to the horn players and have the horn players record their parts and everything comes back to me. And then once I have all the tracks, I send the audio stuff out to my mixer and the video to this video editor guy I know. And then they do their stuff man, and oh put man. it all together. I don't think people realize how much music is put that you listen to is made in people's houses going back and forth on computers. Oh, it's, I mean, just, just my last six months, I've probably been part of, at least 15 different different pro, different recording projects so the, you you're that, so the idea behind this is you're going to take you got two two days of studio time which i'm going to bring phil down to see this you yeah. ever been you, you've probably been in the studio before right for recording yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so but this is kind of cool so what studio are you guys using um the one the one we're probably going to use is this place called it's just called the studio nashville yeah uh, it's owned by this uh, by a bass player here in town named Brooke Sutton. Um, great guy, amazing bass player, and he's got a really nice room. Um, and we've we've been chatting about it for a while, and we we agreed on a rate and everything. So we're gonna do. It's gonna be two days two days in his studio down there. So why big band music? Where what what is your you know is it just something you've always been interested in, or pretty, because you play trumpet? Pretty it a little bit of both. Um, I, I started playing trumpet when I was seven because my dad took me to see this trumpet player named Maynard Ferguson, who he originally got his start through like the Stan Kenton orchestra in like the, the forties. And eventually he, he led his own big band. Um, so that was really the music that got me interested in being a musician in the first place. Um, and so my, my parents were both brass players in addition to singing and theater. And so there was always, there was always jazz music around at the house. So it just kind of naturally 
fell into that. Um, and then when I got to college, a bunch of my teachers were alumni from the Buddy Rich Band. Um, oh, wow. So I was, were, any, I was, were any of those guys on the bus when he was yelling at him, calling them high school kids? <laughs> I don't know if any of them were there for that, for that particular one that was recorded. <laughs> Um, but they so had much. plenty of buddy stories. Oh yeah, he was a piece of work. <laughs> he dude. was nuts, right? I mean, he was. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's funny because swing music. The, the, I looked up a couple of the reasons, like and and facts behind it. But you know, it, two decades worth of time, really almost three, right? Yeah. Where this this was the music. Thirties, forties, fifties. It was it was the pop music of the time. So is there any? You know, a lot of people basically just take old music, repackage it, and then make a you know a new spin on it, and that's what. Do you is there is there a world where you know because one of the things about this was was the promotion that promoted racial equality because black and white musicians played together, mm-hmm. and that was a big part of this whole thing. Oh yeah, I mean, was... is there is there a do you see something where maybe you could re- repackage this in a, in a in a form that I mean because three decades of a sound. That's that's pretty substantial. Yeah, it's pretty substantial. I mean, you, that just didn't go away. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a. It wasn't like the birds or the or not the birds, but the partridge family or or yeah. something crazy like <laughs> the, that. You the know, birds. But you know what I'm saying, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Is that something that you've thought about, or do you, have you are you staying pretty traditional? I mean, it's something you kind of have to think about, um, because jazz music in itself is, is it is a black art form at its core right um all of its main all of its original innovators were black and so especially with me being a white guy i really have to be conscious of that so that i'm not just appropriating it but i'm actually like paying homage to it and being respectful of the history behind it um and and so like there and big big band music has evolved throughout throughout the decades like the 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 swing stuff in the early 30s you definitely see still hear influences of that in more contemporary music um but then uh-oh yep there we go uh you still hear influences of that in contemporary big band music but then other eras in jazz are represented well are represented well like the bebop era there's a lot a lot of that language has made its way into contemporary big band music the fusion era, a lot of that language has made its way into into contemporary big band music, and even actually now there's even a movement. Um, a couple of com- a couple of composers like uh, Maria Schneider and Jihei Lee out of New York City, where their their big band music you could almost describe it as orchestral, um, where they they take colors from like old classical music. And kind of bring it oh, into wow, the contemporary okay. jazz vocabulary. So, where does the is, is orchestral as opposed to big band because of the number or or just the music they play? Um, the 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 style of the composition, uh, the instrumentation. Because um, I mean, like traditional a traditional big band is four trumpets, four trombones five saxophones and a rhythm section. Um, and like sometimes in the older ones, you'd have some sax players doubling on like clarinet or flute a little bit, but primarily they were playing, they were playing saxophone, but a lot of the more modern stuff, um, 
I actually, I've been working on putting together a show. The Tennessee Jazz and Blues Society does this great albums concert series every year. Uh, we did it a couple years ago. We did a, we, where we performed an, an album. But the one that I want to do for the next one is, is a Maria Schneider album called Concert in the Garden. And like her read section, like you have the saxophones, you have the flutes, clarinets, but you've also got like alto flute, oboe, English horn, like all these extra colors that are traditionally thought of as more classical or orchestral. She's bringing them into big band, into like the jazz idiom and, re and really creating new colors. Interesting. See, I mean, a lot of people don't, if you listen to a certain kind of music, you don't realize that there's all this other stuff. I mean, until you start, I mean, get on Reverb Nation one day. <laughs> I'd rather not, but okay. You know, I feel, I, I, I apply for things on there sometimes and I don't get any of them. And it makes, it questions whether or not that this has really been worth it for me. <laughs> um, so, all right, I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about the Kickstarter thing. Yeah. Uh, because I'm interested in that too. And I know Phil is needing a, a shot of money too. So maybe mm -hmm. we can. Sponsors of How Valid is the Validity Audison, Audison Amplifiers, Feel It. Hertz, Hertz Marine and Car Audio, hear what you've been missing. For Doliac Law Group, let us help you. Aurora Nutriscience, True Liposymol Supplements. Guidance Whiskey, look for guidance. Cartronics, customize your ride. Sony, Car Audio 2.0. Titan Motoring, don't just customize, personalize. Chris Weaver Band, live and streaming entertainment. How Valid is the Validity, Wednesday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. And I say King. Stai ascoltando. Anata WA Kiraimasu. Estás escuchando. Você está ouvindo. No matter how you say it, you are listening to How Valid is the Validity. Yeah, idiots are good for business. Okay, so Casey. Uh, yeah, a lot of people Kickstarter's gone back and forth uh, with it, it's had its ups and downs, right? Over the last five, ten years or so, a lot it, of musicians have used it to make records. Yeah, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I find that interesting because it's not just for records; it's for anything it's for anything under the sun. Anything under the sun. Now, is is are most Kickstarters uh, that from your research uh, something that somebody's building or making to make money off of? Um. Or is this just really, I'm going to do this project and you're going to get a, whatever I make? Yes and no. Because there are um, different platforms for that kind of thing. It, it, depend, it, it really depends on the project. Um, I mean, the stuff where there are people who are like building a new product or developing like a new board game or a new video game, they're, they're obviously in it to create it and then sell more of it and make, and, and make more money off of it. But for for smaller, especially in the music side, I found that like most of it, most of the music stuff are just people trying to like get over the hump and raise the num raise the necessary money they need to do 
what it is they're trying to do, right. whether it be like record an album or like go on a tour or something like that. Um, Interesting. It, it, it's what what are what are the there are a lot of people that want to make something or have an idea or mm-hmm. something, whatever. Um, what what would st- why would what stops you from using Kickstarter? Is there is there something there that that that, that makes you hesitant to use it and it, and you better have all your ducks in a row? Or can anybody just get on there and go? I just I want to make thirty grand, and if I don't get there, so be it. I'll try somewhere uh, else. Any anyone can create a project. Anyone can create a project and sign up and and go on Kickstarter. But your project has to fit in. They have they have certain guidelines for what kind of projects they will and won't accept. Yeah. So you have to make sure it fits in there. And uh, with Kickstarter, it's an all or nothing prospect. So if you don't hit your goal, you don't get anything. But um, nobody loses any money and no, nobody yeah. makes any money. Right. So so like if you if you back if you back a project on Kickstarter and the project doesn't end up hitting its funding goal, you never get charged. Nothing happens. It's it's all the same. If it does get funded, then you get charged once the the Kickstarter's project length ends, and but then you're guaranteed you're you're guaranteed to to get whatever rewards for however much you backed for. Gotcha. And it's all up to you. See, that's the other issue. Do, when do they give you the money when everybody gets the rewards? How do they keep track of that? So, um, basically, in in my view of my project, I have like a list of everyone who's backed and how much they backed and what package they took. Um, at the basically how it works is at the end of your at the end of your month. So like mine ends on May first. So at the end of May first, if I've hit the goal, they take a couple weeks to process all the payments and stuff. But then that money that money goes out to you within a couple weeks of your project gotcha. ending, and then you have it in the bank and you can spend it to to make your to make your thing and ship out all your rewards. What and is all that the, stuff. <laughs> what is the guarantee that the, whatever you made is going to go to the people? There is none. Um, there isn't any. I need to take English. I need a Kickstarter for English. I, I think Kickstarter has some sort of policy where like if you don't if you don't deliver anything, they can come after you for the money and gotcha. they refund it to the people. Yeah. Give it to the people. <laughs> here, here, take a look at this. This is you down at Acme, right? Yeah, this was in this was in twenty seventeen. This was the first year the band was So my question is, are you really doing anything right now? A little bit. I want. I kind of. I'm interested in the conductor thing. So I mean, look at the size of this thing. I like this shot. Yeah, it's a good one. Obviously, this was in the shout out to uh, Mr. Brian Cornish. Actually, this. So this must have been in the '70s because this guy's got a ponytail. <laughs> Men don't wear ponytails anymore. Do so as a conductor. Yeah. When does a conductor matter in a in a situation? Really, when does a conductor really matter? So, for traditionally in like classical music, the conductor is super important um, because a lot of classical music, the tempo changes. Like the tempo is kind of dependent on the conductor's expression, so they can change the tempo. They they 
raise and lower people. It's less necessary for what I do, for what for what my group does. Yeah. But there are times when it's important, like in that tune, in that tune in particular, there's actually some sections of the band are playing in a different time signature than the other sections of the band. Holy mother of God. So I'm I'm just but they all the downbeats hit simultaneously, but they're in different time signatures. So I'm just making sure the downbeats are clear to everyone. Um, and also like cueing people in when there's like an open solo section just to get the rest of the band back in. I, I tell you, I'm going to go over the house thing. one day, not seeing Casey for two months. It's going to be like David Helfgott, just a just a, a robe open, his weenie out, and he's just ma- making brisket. I don't, and- I don't think anyone would want to see that, Chris. <laughs> I'm not saying anybody wanted to see it. I'm just saying it's, the math is just remarkable. The math is just remarkable. I would definitely mess that up, 100%. <laughs> I would be playing all the wrong things. But, I mean, so there is a point. Like, I, I, I just, you know, you never seen anybody looking at him. But I guess in classical music, you do. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Have, Andy, have you ever played with any, have you ever played with an orchestra that had to have a conductor? Yeah. Do you ever watch him? Yes. Yeah. Well, see, again, you have to. Hey, maybe, maybe Richard could come on and. Well, that's the one thing too, especially like in uh, in marching stuff, which I've done a lot more of that. When you're on a field and you're you're spanning across, uh, you know, fifty yards of the section of the field, sound travels differently. So you, everybody, you can't rely on your ears. You have to watch the hands of your conductor. Mm And that can be kind of challenging sometimes with some weird time signature things. Oh yeah, it's literally your eyes watching because the sound travels and it, it'll get off. You can't just use your ears. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not good enough at music anyway. It's, well, it's the same thing. Remember in Brazil when you ran down the stage, down the catwalk? Oh right. And, yeah. And, and your vocals were like two seconds delayed from the music. Oh god, that was awful. I almost got electrocuted. I thought yeah. he was just always delayed. And they. T- so and you took your socks off. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has your socks in a case. <laughs> Somebody picked one of the socks up and let, held it up like this and smiled at some girl, and I'm just like, "You got a problem." You, I, bet, you... I bet that sock was on eBay like 24 hours later. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I think you could have probably bought the other sock with the money you made from it. One yeah. Doge coin. One Doge. <laughs> Apparently, in Turnum, Ethereum, eth- is it Ethereum? Ethereum. Ether- Ethereum, Ethereum yeah. is the other one. I think is my next move far as that one but that one's a little more expensive yeah but you can just buy pieces of coins I, you know i looked into it a little bit to, and it seems kind of confusing you got to have a wallet right no robin hood have... is that made it so simple it's not even funny well but robin robin hood doesn't have access to all the cryptos yeah, right but i mean are, are you kidding me right now if we're it, i mean nobody in this room except you and him and andy would research it anyway that's that's true <laughs> i use coinbase <laughs> <laughs> you use coin purse coinbase <laughs> your coin purse I, I have a coin purse i use coinbase i keep all my digital currency <laughs> I, keep all my, I keep all my digital currency in my coin purse and yeah. the funniest was trying to explain it to my my boys that are 11 7 and 6 about crypto i was trying to like explain it to uh, them. i mean they're gonna have to know they're gonna know more about it than we do well so i, yeah. I generally they kind of got the concept of definitely my two older ones did we, and i actually bought they actually used some like money from chores to buy some crypto my youngest one like after the whole conversation i'm like i think he gets it he comes and he's like so am i gonna get like a 
a coin is going to come in the mail? Is that what I just bought? <laughs> I was like, ah, never mind. That's a, you'll figure it out Listen, later. <laughs> what you just need to tell your kids now is basically anything that you can touch that that feels like something is pretty much going to be online. <laughs> so you might as well just get a nice computer that you know moves with your finger. Yeah, because this is all Black Mirror shit now. You know, we're we're past it. But I mean, it, it, but they actually make bitcoins. Those are printed. A bitcoin is a is an actual thing, or or it can be. No, not. I mean, not not like not one that actually carries the value of a bitcoin. Like so, they've made commemorative ones, but I don't. That's think right. Yet. Okay, so they're they're commemorative. So everything else, it, this is all numbers and cents. And a okay, so understand this. We were trying to talk about it the other day. This is the the, the Doge coin. Can I just call it Doggy Coin because that's Snoop Dogg just changed his that, name? That's fine. <laughs> Literally just changed his name to D-O-G-E. Snoop Doge. Um, is not there there it was literally a joke yep right Mm -hmm. and and there was no foundation none none at all but now that their market cap is like the 49 billion mark there is there's got to be now a foundation you can you can't just have 49 billion dollars in your wallet right so there's got to be this thing is starting to take traction what makes these things viable as a currency is somebody's taking them to buy something correct yeah and so is this still on the black market I mean, some some mainstream retailers have opened to some Bitcoin. to some of the cryptos. Um, I mean, but, but okay, back up for a second. Yeah, Bitcoin is only big because you can buy stuff on the on the dark web. That's how it. That's how it first got big, but it's kind of transitioned to a mainstream thing now. But can you explain to me why? how it can get to $55,000 a coin. How, how does... I can't explain that. Yeah. Can anybody? Because I've been I'm, trying to I'm find... Sure, I'm sure smarter people than me who are much more in in tune with the technology can, but I... There's... there. What's really funny about this is this technology to make this stuff and the blockchain that's coming and, the, and, and on all the blockchain in general, the, the technology for that, to for robots to be able to talk to each other and, and Bitcoin to exist and all these cryptos things... Um, and the IRS can't even uh, get somebody uh, audit somebody correctly with a million bucks. There's a, there is a little bit of a problem with this. Bitcoin mining is a thing, and I it is. I, I read a 27 page dissertation on Bitcoin mining, and I tell you I understood as much at the last paragraph as I did at the first paragraph. And the 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 other issue with mining is that it's environmentally disastrous. Uh, there was a report that came out. Are you out. joking right now? I'm, I'm not. There was a report that came out. I don't remember exactly when, but it's fairly recent. Oh, the power that, consumption. That, yeah, the uh, power right, consumption. Right. Okay. Uh, basically, the power consumption used by Bitcoin miners around the world has completely negated the amount of power we get from every solar panel in the world. But for the mining. So yeah, whatever whatever gains yeah, whatever the- whatever gains we've made in clean energy by putting solar panels up, Bitcoin mining now consumes more energy than those produce. So let me ask you this. Right now, somebody comes in your store and says, Man, I want to take this freaking Rolls Royce to the next level. And you're you tell him sixty five thousand bucks. And he wants to give you a two Bitcoin. Done deal? Absolutely. 
Now, do you turn around and sell those immediately? Maybe yeah. one of them. I'll probably hang on to them. Okay. That's that that is the interesting part of this situation, right? Mm-hmm. B- because what's what's really interesting to me is that that we've all heard about world governments wanting to create one currency, one one currency and and get rid of cash, cashless society, right? Mm-hmm. Then you turn over to a coin that was made by people essentially that is now that somebody that was that will build you a house and take bitcoin for it. I just don't understand, you know, things that we just have to live in the world and 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 but these things revolve and happen every day around us. These things that are so big you can't even understand it. Like but, you, you know what I mean? So you know what I mean? Like how did this happen? And the next thing I know, my credit card's gone. I, I got no more cash, and 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 I've got a a, a coin purse with well, some Bitcoin in it. <laughs> this might be my tinfoil hat, but isn't it kind of weird that like we're in this age of like we're getting all these stimulus checks, and now all of a sudden there's like this whole new market that's emerging, and people are getting these stimulus checks. And I know I can count probably on my on one hand some people that I know that have taken their stimulus money and put it into this stuff. Oh yeah, I I know a few people who uh, have too. I just, uh, you know, hey, like, what, what's the, uh, what's the goal? What's the goal? Well, it's, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, convenient time. If right? you want to turn the, if you want to turn the world into socialist, a, a socialist nation, a socialist world, the one thing you do is, as a government, is give everybody about two grand and let them in, invest in a Doji coin, and everybody's a, a millionaire. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm, I mean, you're right. I mean, that, that's the truth. And, 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 you know, that's funny you say that because I read two articles in the last week about, about investors yeah. telling people, be careful to take your stimulus check and stick it in, in the doge. Don't put your foot in the doge <laughs> with, that, with that stimulus. But, I mean, even though car stereos went through the roof, I think doge is a better prospect, right? I think it's funny. Well, other 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 cryptos maybe. I don't think Doge has staying power. It doesn't have staying power, but it doesn't need staying power. Yeah. It doesn't. It just needs to get to a dollar or two. And then there'll be another one that'll pop up. They're then, already there. That's a it, there's well, so many. I didn't realize one of the re- was, one how of many the of them are there. There's hundreds. Hundreds of them. Yeah. So my thing is to you, you can the crypt the cryptocurrency, you can just start the thing. You don't nobody has to take it. Yeah. This is like a relationship with me. <laughs> you can. Everybody wants to start it, but nobody wants to take it to the distance. Poor, I have to drug her. Gargantuan. <laughs> the gargantuan. <laughs> start your own coin. That's going to be a new coin by Chris Weaver. Ouch! 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 It hurts. <laughs> well, you asked me about about if I would take Bitcoin. Well, yes, but also, I mean, I got into Bitcoin not like a substantial, but it, when it was, I mean, I don't know, eight, seven, eight thousand a Bitcoin. So, like, what's the dollar going to be worth in a year? Probably less than what it is right now, right? So, Bitcoin is doing this. The U.S. dollar Bitcoin is... is smashing all other currencies anywhere in the world. Exactly. I mean, this is not, right? And we've talked about the petrodollar and that mess with the United States shipping all its, uh, you know, inflation out of, out of the country because of the petrodollar, the dollar being used to buy oil for everybody. I mean, there's there's a couple of things here that's on teetering on what the hell's going to happen here, you know, if we can't consume because we don't make anything, you know that that's you can't have a society that doesn't make anything and it's all service based. I mean, even even I know that. I mean, if I was trying to think about it, who would know, I, but even I know that. I mean, that that right. And so it's 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 interesting to me that you just made a bunch of Bitcoin millionaires 
There's a bunch of kids who invested in this stuff in their 20s mm-hmm. and are now sitting on millions of dollars. So what do you, how do you, I mean, I'm kind of new to it and I'm trying to figure it out a little bit, but let's say you got a Bitcoin, you want to cash it out. How do you get your money for that? How does that turn because into? It's, it, because, it, because it's on, you, you're not, you're not, you're not taking the coin like, like a bar of gold, right? So well, no, every, no, everything's online. So you just sell it. So you, you sell it and then it comes back as, as cash. cash. As cash, transfer it to your bank account. Right Gosh, to your bank account. Yeah, most of the, most of the right exchanges you deposit, you deposit U.S. dollars, you can buy coins with them. And then you sell the coins, and they put U.S. dollars back in your account. You can withdraw them. I mean, it's, it's literally just like a, a PayPal account. You, know, you have a link to your bank account. Yeah. You use it to buy things. It's just you're buying Bitcoin with it or whatever altcoins. I mean, my thing at this point in time, bit, uh, cryptocurrency's got to start being a part. If if you're if you're 35 years old or older, uh, 30 that the 35 to 55 investment years, you know, your 30, 55, whatever the case is, this has got to be a part of your. It's got to be a part of your wallet now, your, your whole, the way you do business, right? And, but you know, what's funny is the big, the big investment firms won't, won't let you buy cryptocurrency. So w- Wells Fargo and, and Merrill Lynch and, and, and Edward Jones and those types of people that you go to, 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 to make investments, you know, your retirement, they won't buy cryptocurrency. Well, that's going to change. Can you guys explain a little bit like the wallet and like what it means to like the difference between like creating your own wallet at one service or using something like Robinhood like you were talking about or Webull. I don't know if that's one that you can do cryptocurrency with or not, but like can you guys explain that process a little bit? Because that's where I was getting a little confused. And Chris, you just said it's really easy, but I'm like. It's the same thing. So so uh, a wallet is just like the Coinbase app that I use, right? So it's the same as if somebody accepts PayPal, but they don't accept your bank account, you create a PayPal account. So it's the equivalent of like your Venmo Correct. or, or Absolutely. your okay. As a matter of fact, Ven, Venmo is now creating an app that will allow you to use to pay people in cryptocurrency. That's something that that, that they're doing now. Well, I know it's on the the Apple the, or the Cash app, you know, yeah, that you can buy crypto you on can Cash. You can do crypto app on now. that. Yeah. So Martha has a good point. Uh, this XRP, what is XRP? It's another coin. It's just another coin. Yeah. Isn't that the one that they just had legal stuff? I don't have my phone on me. I I don't remember. Yeah, one of them did. One of them had something but going I mean, on. And, and tell me this. Right now, when you have hundreds of these types of things, this is a process that we have a problem with in general with getting ahead in anything now. The best thing that can happen to you is you get sued or somebody dies while making one. or You know what I'm saying? Like Anything to get you for people to talk about you for a minute changes can change your whole life in one day. Right? And... and and that's why some of this stuff, you it's hard to believe if if, if some of these things are, are true or not because it's the cancel culture. You know, you can't find the person that started the cancel. You know, you can find a million people defending or being against it, but you can't find where it started. You know, and so that's one thing about these cryptocurrencies is like, you know, you start looking into it and I want to buy Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin, well, there's Bitcoin Cash and there's Bitcoin, you know, the, Bitcoin has three different entities it's running and 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 and, and ethereum has two two things and dogecoin has two things now they have they have a second thing that they're running when you look up their ticker or whatever you don't know how it is yeah you don't know and then you try to read about the foundation and who's involved and this that and the other all i know is this when you got elon musk the guy from the mavericks the, the owner of the mavericks and and snoop dogg talking about it that on a 35 or 10 cent base situation and one day it swings 30 cents, you just made a lot of money. 
So in this case, if you could play, if it's so easy now that when Snoop, when Elon talks about it, the next day I go, I might sell it. And then the two days later, when it's back down to what I bought it for originally, I'll fucking buy it again. Because now it's just literally you just go, one, two, four, and buy the coin. And it's there, right? So this isn't call your broker. This isn't all the time, you know, all those things you used to have to do to buy stock, you know. Even going to TD Ameritrade to buy a mutual fund right now looks like I'm I'm getting on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> With Robinhood, it's literally <coughs> the the thing and buy or sell. Uh, put your money here. Get the Doge out. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Wow. I don't know. I you know I hope I make a lot of money and I can do something else besides this. That's the key. You can laugh at that. Thanks for the brisket, by the way. Welcome. Really good. He brought over a whole uh, side of a cow. Good meat. <laughs> he did. He brought over a whole cow. And we ate it. I it was, ate most it was of delicious. It. So what? Uh, can you give your? Let me let me finish something first here. Is this something you ever thought about? Is giving a free rack of brisket uh, to somebody that maybe? In, yeah. Maybe, maybe what? I mean, invest assuming, in the Kickstarter. I mean, assuming they're local, oh, you get sure. a CD and a brisket. They're if they're local, sure. Why not? You think I'm joking? That I mean, that sauce he puts on it, I'd slap somebody. <laughs> I think you all know who I'm talking about, too. <coughs> um, where are you at with the Kickstarter thing? Um, well, we've got we've got nine days to go, and we're about 30% funded, which sounds worse than it usually is because there's usually a lot of last-minute activity on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Is it only people that you're sharing it to, or does Kickstarter have a program to um, get kick, this out? So Kickstarter has Kickstarter rotates the projects that they feature on their homepage, um, and so like my project got tagged. Like we had a really good start, we got to like thirty five hundred really quickly, so we got tagged with Kickstarter's uh, projects we love tag. Oh wow, cool! So it got some traction on their homepage for a little bit. Um, and then I've shared it in a bunch of Facebook groups Some people in the band have shared it. Um, some people have discovered it just by clicking through projects on Kickstarter and having it pop up in like the related project sort of thing. Well, I, I'm telling you, I, 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 I love this project and that music sounds wonderful and you wrote mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Which yeah, is this, just this, the, the album is, um, it's 10 tunes. Nine of them are my originals. And then one of them is an arrangement of a song by a friend of mine that I've known since high school. Good for you. I'm still here trying to find chords on a guitar and you're writing 17 parts. I really have wasted my life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have, and I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. We're going to come back and, and uh, actually we're going to talk about uh, the 10 top craziest stories in rock and roll history. What do you think of that? I All bet right. you've probably done eight of them. Oh, yeah. Nashville's only custom automotive facility with everything under one roof. Titan Motoring. Put your car, bike, or boat in the care of our award-winning technicians and artists. Wheels and tires. Lift and suspension kits. Mobile audio and video. Custom lighting. Custom fabrication and interior. Window tinting and vinyl wrapping. Locally owned and operated in our 15,000 square foot facility. Wrap it, light it, lift it, and then roll it out with Titan Motoring. Call or visit us online at titanmotoring.net. 
Doctors and nurses make their living trying to help others, but they are human beings, and human beings sometimes make mistakes. When a doctor has worked for 24 hours straight, fatigue and lack of focus can lead to critical mistakes being made. Other times, it's the policies or system that's to blame. For example, when a doctor or nurse comes in on their shift, they are forced to rely on charts and records created by others. Sloppy paperwork or inaccurate record keeping can give the doctor an incomplete picture or even worse, the wrong picture, and that can lead to serious injury or even death. It's called preventable medical error. Recent studies claim that preventable medical error causes up to 400,000 deaths a year. That's nearly as many deaths as caused by smoking. When this happens, those responsible must be held accountable to compensate the injured person or their family. But the good news is, just like you and I are required by law to purchase auto insurance, doctors also get insurance coverage in case they accidentally hurt someone. For help, call the Verdoliac Law Group. Science, the true liposomal supplement. All right, so uh, <laughs> now that we've got the big bad thing out of the way, <laughs> you know, you know what's really interesting too is, and I just I thought about this the other day is how people are acting. Now that things are kind of opened up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I don't wear a mask anywhere anymore. I'm over it, you know? And I, 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 I talked about why a couple of weeks ago is because I went to put my mask on and I, I, it was on my phone and some cash and uh, uh, some other shit I had in my pocket. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not putting this on. I'm over it. You know? Cause I can't remember. I don't have a pocket to I keep my phone in. I just, it would to wherever one I'm not using at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is the point? I'm eating, I'm eating germs here. The other day, I was downtown, and I went to pick a mask up off of the, the chair, uh, and the, the whole box fell on the floor, and I, I put them back on there. <laughs> Did you see Seaspiracy? No. Have you heard about this? I have not. Andy? Nope. Okay. I have not. So somebody told me I got to watch this. This is, a, this, this is a big thing on Netflix right now. I, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I, 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 there's a whole bunch of things also talking about how it wasn't true. Or that was it was a bunch of misinformation and all this kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. I never. I don't know that I ever want to eat anything from the sea again. This was rough. This was rough. It, it basically combined all the things about garbage and plastic, along with overfishing and whaling. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 I haven't seen the thing, but I think I know what you're talking. It's about. It's unbelievable. And the and the thing that really the 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 one that really gets me the most is the is the. The, the, you know the in the south pacific they 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 kill the sharks and they basically take off their fins and throw the rest of the shark away yeah right back into the ocean yep i mean it's really disturbing right um and this is when you start realizing when we start talking about pop pollution and global warming and all these types mm-hmm. of things the united states could do whatever it wants we could clean up everything that we we could clean everything up we we could we could be breathing and blowing out oxygen it's still not going to put a damper in the amount of pollution you know what i'm saying like when you when you let these other countries that won't do this stuff it's interesting to me because we can stop killing sharks but the numbers of fish 
and whales and things that die every day. And the amount of trash in the ocean is just overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah, and, it has and, it has to be a global effort. And 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 really, even at this point in time, they're they're, they're saying that if you stopped everything right now, it would still take a hundred years mm-hmm. to come back to some sort of normalcy. And you know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So basically, one of the things that was said, maybe by accident, or they they kind of took it and run with it, was one of these ladies from you know one of these clean the earth or whatever that was funded by bad money whatever the case is said you know the only way to really do this is just everybody needs to quit eating seafood right and boy they took off with that and that mm-hmm. was a, that was something that was bad you know all around whatever i i don't know like if it, there's no way to win any of these battles you know it's like the cows and the methane it's like there's no way to win you can't eat them you can't not not eat them you, you, you know you can't there's nothing you can do and wh- every time you try to fix one thing it seems like something else happens, you know, mm-hmm. but the garbage patches, those two garbage oh, yeah. patches in the, in the, the, the islands of literal islands of the garbage. size of France, yeah. two of them where all the garbage in the ocean goes and they're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what in the world are we doing talking about? I mean, some of the things that people get engrossed in and you worry about, and then, and there's just garbage just laying everywhere in the world and we're eating it and the fish has got plastic in it and microplastics and holy all the, moses yeah. uh, you know what i'm gonna do if i ever get too hungry i'm just gonna hit the walgreens toy toy department <laughs> huh? give me a cheap barbie doll yeah to snack on nobody you know what's in there hey here i got something for you look at look at this crap i want to I show you something i was watching you know wheel of fortune's going on wheel of fortune's been on the air for 92 years or something and and so uh th- there was this the, the five six minute long video about people that guessed puzzles that were just absurd it was absurd right <laughs> i'm gonna see if you guys can do this one. look at this one this is a thing that's the only letters he gets what is that i don't know just take a look it's a thing nagger <laughs> that is not correct south park watcher anybody want to take a guess i, I have thing. no idea Fing- so, so, if finger you're, if you're standing there this is all you get finger all right, finger. Are you you want to throw a guess? I got nothing. I, yeah, I got nothing. Gopher. Gopher. Which was what Vanna was, which is why I thought that was funny. This one is ri- ridiculous. This woman got it off of that. This woman guessed that puzzle <laughs> off of phrase and that one L and a apostrophe. Have they ever tried to like pick her brain and ask her how she did it or? What it is that she's actually way doing. too deep. I do not go. I'm not an investigator. Well, you ever watch the uh, what's it called? Uh, the thing with the Price is Right. Theodore, that guy. Did you ever watch that documentary? Oh yeah, where he knew what the prices were and they used the same gifts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. like figured out the pattern and he could. Yeah, he he memorized the lists and everything. Yeah, and people would call on him. They'd look for Theodore in the crowd and he'd get it right. Like every yeah, day. but with Wheel of Fortune. I mean, if you were lucky enough to be on there when a puzzle that you saw when you were like 10 happened, you you still deserve the prize. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but could you imagine? Does anybody even want to try? I think the first word is probably I've, but I've got nothing beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? 
uh, being able to get that, you should win right there. I don't care if that was the second puzzle of the game. Yeah, you should it just should win. Be over. You, yeah. Well, and it was probably what, like fifteen seconds. Like, how long was it up there? And then he guessed it. Like, one. Oh, could have been. Could have been long. No, it, it was a woman, by the way. Of course. Okay, Can the brains move a little faster. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't she she spun the wheel? said l got that one and then she's like, like i got a solve. good feeling about this <laughs> what if that's what she was trying to say <laughs> what, <But> they, <laughs> <laughs> what if she was just trying to say yeah i totally knew that about this one let me try to guess that you guys yes you win oh my god that's hilarious i never even thought about it this one is a little bit easier but what's good about this one is something else around the house around the house Leaky faucet. Ah, leaky faucet. So this woman, though, she got they they started doing this thing on on uh, they started doing this thing on Wheel of Fortune where you get to pick your prize out of these cards beforehand, and every once a quarter or something they'll do a million dollar one, and she won a million dollars on that one. Nice. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. That's fun to watch people win. Oh yeah. And it's fun now that Pat Sajak, you know, we talked about police officers and people, you know, working in retail and that kind of thing. He's He's starting to speak his mind now. Oh yeah, he got in trouble a couple of times. He did. He pulled a Chris Weaver at the stage maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> the the one that got us like two weeks off, or the one that got us like a month off. The one that the one that got us the one that we don't play there anymore. Off. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Um, so I was talking to him too, and maybe you can contest this a little bit more. Like there, this etiquette now. COVID etiquette, now that things are kind of opening back up, people aren't wearing masks. You see people like going to the door and they just look around. If one person's not wearing it, they're like, well, fuck it, I'm going, you know. What 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 are we doing here? Like, you know, the uh, shaking hands, not shaking hands, because this this crap is getting old. What are we, huh? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It is, it's getting a little old, right? What I think right now we should decide on three things. Get rid of hugs. No more hugs, which is going to kill me. Basically, because I live for hugging. I'm down with the brown whiskey, and I want to <laughs> hug everybody. Okay. Second thing, only fist bumps. Only fist bumps from now on. Everybody can do it. Then there's no ambiguity. Like, am I shaking your hand? Am I giving you a hug? What am I doing here? Right. And the other thing is, I think that the mask thing has to stop. That's that's how I feel about it. That's my opinion about the new COVID etiquette. Fist bumps, no hugs, and done with the masks. I mean, I've been hugging since COVID day one just to see people squirm. So I'm not. I've been cons- nothing but consistent. <laughs> Watch this. This is a clip of the week. Hey, this is just for you. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one, and then you can't hug me anymore. <laughs> This now, now, uh, uh, Phil, Phil, you're getting a little close. You're getting a little close, Phil. Look at that shit. That's what a great idea. So basically, it's just a line, and when you get, it's a straight line, and then when somebody gets too close, it starts to squiggle up. I mean, that's pretty genius. Yeah. I'm squiggling every line, everybody. That's Could you imagine me. going to a bar? Could you a, a bar now? Just a bunch of squiggly lines everywhere. <laughs> I mean, we went to that game the other day, and I mean, there was just like, what's really funny about that game, though, and it is funny, when she comes up with the mask sign and like kind of taps you on the shoulder and tells you to put your mask on. I mean, you're just like, this woman, bare, it took her all day to get down to us, and you just got to wait for her to go right back up there and take your mask off yeah, again. We already got COVID by then. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it is rough. It's rough, but I, I mean, it's you're just it's you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. I get it. I get it. I kind of I I you know when you were coming on, we were talking about music. I wanted to talk about a little bit because you know you hear these stories over the years, and my my favorite one is the Nikki Six story about him dying for two two what was it two minutes something like that. Yeah. Dies two minutes of a heroin heroin injection or whatever, and so they're trying to give him mouth to mouth, and he gets it, and he is the movie correct. That the guys in the ambulance realized who it was, and they they, they were going to leave him dead. But then somebody, the guy, one of the guys realized who it was, and they they gave him one of those. What was it? What's the shots to the heart? Narcan. Is the shot to the heart? Shot to the heart. Shot to the or heart. Like a, or, shot to or the like, heart. Or like an adrenaline shot or something like that. It's Narcan. 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 So is that what it is though? Adrenaline. It's basically adrenaline. Yeah. Have you ever heard that story? Yeah. Oh yeah. So he dies from taking heroin. He dies. He's in the ambulance. He's dead for like two minutes. So one of the guys, this is what happens. This is the story they told in the movie, anyway, that was supposed to be written by these guys, whatever the case is. And so they, they nail him, and he wakes up. He goes to the hospital. Next day, he comes home, and, and right back in the closet. Starting to do it all over again. That's rock and roll. That's rock and roll. Does anybody else have a, any of these crazy stories? Because my other favorite one is the, uh, is the uh, what, what's the guy that eats the bat heads? Uh, Ozzy. Ozzy that snorted the ants yeah that's a true story yep yep snorted a line of ants because he couldn't find any cocaine no it wasn't because he didn't find coke it's because he was like a dare he was like trying to freak these people out he was at a yeah. pool they were sitting at a pool he was like sitting at a pool <laughs> yeah and he snorted a lot of ants but it wasn't oh I the, the the thing I read said it was because he couldn't find cocaine but it also said he he didn't remember any of it couldn't you say that? With I mean, most it's of very. I mean, it's very possible he was already on cocaine and then just did the ants. Yeah, there's other things that you could <laughs> snort that would come closer. Well, I, to wonder what, cocaine I wonder what. I wonder what snorting an ant. I wouldn't do anything. Mick Jagger snorted his father's ashes. Oh yeah. Is that snorting an ant though? I mean, I, gonna, I mean, it's it's not going to do anything, right? It would just go well, down no, your throat. It would go down your throat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people eat ants all the time. Not through their nose, but they do. Yeah, Keith Richards. No, 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 not Keith Richards. Uh, yeah, Keith Richards. No, eats ants. No, Keith, not Keith Richards, but Mick Jagger. One of those two people snorted their dad dad's ashes up their nose. That's disturbing. It's a little weird. I, you know, the uh, I can honestly say that the more talented you are, as far as if you don't have self-control and, and, and you have this, that whatever side of the brain, what is that? The right side, the, the, you know what I mean? Left, like left brain, I think. left brain, whatever yeah. the case is the, the people that have no ability to control themselves and are ta- the, and have like a creative side or whatever you're done. They're done. They don't, they don't, nothing matters. They'll, they'll lick ants. They'll snort anything. They'll snort anything. It's the truth though. I mean, I've seen it. I've mm-hmm. seen it. You know, and uh, it, it, it is an interesting ball game, And that's why, you know, they lump everybody. Sometimes we'll go someplace and they'll be like, oh, art, if, you know, if you say, uh, can I have that bottle of Jack Daniels turned to the side from here? I need the sun to bounce off the top. Just something crazy like that, you know, which I make people do at times. It was one time that I got to do that. <laughs> doesn't matter. I don't know. James Brown, James Brown had a good one where he uh, he was, what was it? His office was beside somebody 
uh, or he had, a, he had a space beside somebody that had an office, an insurance company, and he walks in with a shotgun and says he's James Brown and was gonna was gonna kill like one of the people. Yeah, and he like blew a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually fired that gun. I think he went to jail for that for a little bit. Guitarist Ace Freely once allegedly chugged perfume in a drunken stupor. Yeah, I can, oh. I can believe that. That dude, man, you don't come back from that. You know, I mean, like, have you ever had two just squirted one too many squirts on you, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, all night long. No, nobody. No. Only me. <laughs> Only me. I, I'd sit here and I'd I'd tell you the Rick James ones, but uh, I, I can't read that much. He's nuts. The stuff that Eddie Murphy that that was on the Dave Chappelle show was actually true about the couch oh, yeah. sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's true. And, and kick and punch and uh, he would punch Charlie Murphy in the face. <laughs> It's pretty great. They, t- I, t- I heard that they're inking a deal with him to come back. Uh, he's going to do. An, he's going to start his show back up. Oh, Chappelle. Uh, you know what? I'm a little nervous about this though. This never turns out well. When you come back to the well, it never turns out well. When you yeah. come back from being gone, it never comes back as. Well. <laughs> Andy, do you want to do a commercial? <laughs> Yes, I'll, <laughs> I'll would try. You, would you like to do a commercial right now? I'll try. I like tonight. Tonight's worked. It's very, it feels like the Biden administration. Nothing's happening. Nothing's, everything's calm. We'll still go back to that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just, I'm making a bad joke. It's a bad joke. Act like a clown right now. <laughs> All right, remember, Andy, we're going to, Phil's going to use this one for his social media. Oh, yeah, okay. You oh, have it. What do you want? Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. No, oh, I thought you. No, yeah, you you got to do it. I don't have it. Oh, what do you think? You got a sweet truck? You got a sweet bike? We can make it even sweeter. You think you can lift your girlfriend up over your head? Because you're going to need to to get that bitch up into your truck. You're going to need a fucking pogo stick to get up on this bitch. We got mobile audio that'll blow your hair back. Your girlfriend's going to be coming in her panties and just be having all of the base sets in your thing. We're locally owned, we're locally operated, 15,000 square foot facility, custom auto experts, Titan motoring. Oh, yeah. 615-457-3529. Oh. You're gonna have to have a pogo stick to get up to this bitch. You're gonna have to add a few of those together. I'm 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 gonna have you do a couple of them. It's I'll do a few. It's I'll gonna be few. great. I was gonna make one at home, and then make it a really good one. Oh my god, dang! I, I it it is a shame. It's almost like you got to be drinking a little bit. Everybody's got to be a little bit loose. Maybe mm-hmm. we, you know, maybe we get a phone call one night and you're all jazzed up. Mm. <laughs> you're all jazzed up. Uh, what? No phone calls tonight. Uh, no, no. Tonight, tonight's just been a nice. This has been great. Cameras work. Just a bunch of clowns hanging out. Just yeah. a bunch of clowns hanging out. <laughs> Face bullions, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> what is some of the weirdest stuff that you've had? People come in, as far as COVID goes. I meant to ask you this the other day. You mean like, uh, like people with masks and stuff? Like, yeah, like what? What? Yeah. I mean, anybody that wouldn't that you had to. What, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what I got the, a great story about this. Oh, yeah. Ah, see, this, I knew this would be a good topic. All right. So, uh, so Christy is my office manager, and she obviously knows my perspective on all this. So, we, we from day one haven't really, I mean, well, we shut down for about a week or so, kind of feeling all this out. And then I was just like, you know, we got bills to pay, we got families to support, we're getting back to work. Like, that was it. 
So probably like a month or so, maybe two into the whole coat, like everybody was shut down, uh, but we do auto work. So we're technically, we were essential. Like we do auto service, you know? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, we do auto <laughs> service. Yeah. We're just doing oil changes down there. So, so we, she comes out and says, I've got a guy on the phone and he wants to talk to the manager or owner. Uh, he has an appointment. He's out in the parking lot and wants to know why he's seeing people coming in and out with no masks. And I said, no problem. I'll take this phone call. <laughs> so so I, I said, you know, hello. I said, this Philip, what can I do for you? And uh, he said, well, um, I have an appointment down there and I'm out in the parking lot and I want to know why I'm seeing people being unsafe coming in and out wearing no masks. And so I said, well, uh, first, first off, uh, because this is America is why America, America with an M. And I said, you know, and he's like, well, I'm going to call the health department on you. And I said, well, you know, I see that you have a 10 appointment. If you notice that there's probably nowhere for you to park cause we're so busy, <laughs> we're going to be just fine if you don't come in for your 10 appointment. Uh, and so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he, you know, we, we hung up the phone. He obviously didn't come in, Sure, but, but you know, it, but that's the point of it, right? It's like, that's that, that is the America part. You don't have to, there's, there's other ones of me. I didn't tell him not to come in that's wearing right. a mask. Most certainly if you, if you feel comfortable, it makes you feel more comfortable. Absolutely. So, you know, and I, I get it, you know, people are going back to older parents and they're sick or whatever. So I understand the sure. reason that they want to. But that doesn't mean that I need to. Right. And if you have that risk, then don't come get your windows tinted. Do it later. <laughs> or whatever or the case is, not at all. Or key drop your car and <laughs> we will do it and you can come pick it up after we close. Like there's other solutions. So. I, I, I have been surprised with the. It, it is funny in life how things happen, you know, progressively because even like not wearing a mask in places right now, for instance nobody's really say nobody said anything it just kind of happened and i don't know i don't know if the vaccine was the unlocking to 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 that feeling because you don't know if somebody hasn't or has been vaccinated right and, and so people aren't quite sure how to feel about once you're vaccinated do you still have to wear a mask right i mean you, you know there's this you, you know you kind of get vaccinated so you don't have to wear one and now you don't know and so people are just walking around without a mask on and nobody's really saying anything like they were before, you know, at least that's my feeling on it as a human being. My thought process is I'm not, how do you yell at that guy for not wearing a mask if he's been vaccinated? And then you're going to have to you're going to have a conversation about science in the middle of the grocery store aisle. I mean, I don't know. I think that's why that squiggly line thing is kind of cool. I'm not joking though. You know, what do you, what do you got? You, you got, is something happen? Well, I got an interesting story about the vaccine. Oh please! That's just popped up. This, okay, this is on this is on the New York Post. So, that's I mean, the online version, or that's the online paper. Yep. Yep. Uh, so this story is it's it's a the title of it is herpes infection possibly linked to COVID nineteen vaccine. Excuse me. Study says I'll I'll read that one more time. Yeah, please say one more. Yeah. Herpes infection possibly linked to COVID nineteen vaccine. This is a real story. Does herpes infection? Like it is the, the New York Post, though. Sec- well, yeah, but that don't mean anything, right? I mean, are, they're, they're, are they not good? They're iffy with the truth. Sometimes. So this is about a study. So it says herpes infections may be a side effect of a COVID-19 vaccine, experts have revealed. 
Scientists in Israel identified six cases in a new study of patients developing a skin rash known as herpes zoster or shingles after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. This included a prolonged bump, burning sensation, blah, blah, blah. Um, it said that it was six patients out of, I think it was 460. So it was like one and a half percent. Well, I mean, you know, they stopped the Johnson and Johnson one because of the blood clots. Six people had the blood clot, and that out of six, that's out of three out of million seven, vaccines. Seven million. Yeah. So I mean, but they stopped it. So what this going to do to Pfizer's been the best one on the on the market. That's the one I'm supposed to take on Sunday. See, to me, this what makes more sense to that is that it, the vaccine caused the herpes to come out. It didn't give you herpes. It it maybe made the herpes come to light. I mean, according to this, it's saying the six patients all had mild cases of autoimmune uh, rheumatic diseases and were young, but none of them were had any indication or previous. I got to be honest with you. I got to be honest with you. You're going to you get, you you know, you never you didn't want to tell your partner or the potential partner. You just tell him you got to get the the COVID vaccine. Uh, Now you can just throw the, the, the toilet, the toilet rim out the window now. I got, there was six babe, people out of babe. 491 that had it prior that used it as an excuse to tell their significant yes, other. Yes, yes, yes. I know my credit card bill has sixty thousand dollars from Spearmint Rhino on it. But this is totally from the, totally from the. <laughs> oh my God! Look, Andrew's downstairs right now. Listen to this. Going, oh, you shouldn't. Why'd you tell him that? Well, I mean, but I could see where if you had. You know, because herpes may not come out for 10 years. It's like any of those other viruses that's, that can go dormant. My favorite part yeah. of this article is the very last sentence. That says, <laughs> we don't want to scare people. The overall message is to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> After that story, that's the overall message. Jeez, <sighs> ah, Pete. I can't make this stuff up. I mean, you, you, you did say all six of them had an autoimmune. They did. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So that that could be part of it too. But what does that mean? What are you saying? Well, an, an autoimmune disorder is something where there's literally something wrong with your immune system. Right, but that but uh, that's so, what I'm saying. Herpes they had so to it's, have it's it. It's possible. Yeah, it probably they already had it, and the interaction of the vaccine with their autoimmune disorder caused it to break out. See, to me, that would be a a bad headline for a newspaper. That's a bad headline. Yeah. Oh, it's a terrible headline. I mean, it's great for what we're what we're trying to do here, but that that overall, you're not helping anybody. Yeah. You're not helping anybody. And you, also, did and you also get vaccinated? They, yeah, I'm fully. I'm completely. I'm completely vaccinated. You didn't do post, did you? Did you do a Facebook post to tell everybody? Uh, uh, you did. Yeah. You, I did. You did. You dirty did. dog. You did. You dirty doji. Yeah, it was me. That's right. I like, thought about doing but it, but yeah, but like the headline said herpes, but then they clarified that it was shingles. And I thought shingles was chicken pox, not herpes. Yeah. I guess it's part of it's part of that it, family. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a yeah. It's a version of it's herpes. a it's a version. But like framing it as herpes is kind of misleading. I'd prefer on, no man. versions. So whatever they may be, <laughs> and that's and that's why I was skeptical when it was the New York Post. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, you've got to be skeptical with any newspaper printing any 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 headline in general is you got to have some skepticism. Sure, I mean, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, my God, I mean, but but herpes, I'm not taking it now. Now I know. Now I got the reason. <laughs> I'm telling you though. I'm telling you, if you had if you had a bad weekend in Vegas and that 
That'd be a hell of a way to tell somebody. Huh? <laughs> Babe, I was in Israel too. Remember that? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh my God. Um, this is this is a story that I found that was interesting. I guess, you know, this is a, this is a, this is actually a good week to clean up some stuff. Um look at this. All right. Andrea showed me this. I I this dude with this face app mm-hmm. did this whole had a whole freaking life where people were following her following her like and and, she, and he was tweeting out as her and 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 putting all these pictures <laughs> i mean it got <laughs> this was like a real thing and when we last week we talked about false memories uh-huh. right uh this is i i honestly believe the next not the next five years but the next 10 years you know so that that 2026 20, on I think there's some technology in the in the mix right now that's going to make you question. When we're sitting here questioning a headline, it's going to make you question everybody and everything that you can't literally look right at and touch directly, because anything that comes to you on a screen cannot be trusted. Well, I'm doing that already. What do you mean? Questioning everything. I mean, I don't believe that story. That I mean, you know, there's probably more to it. Obviously. News headlines. I mean, all of it. There's just yeah, but I promise you this: that story stops somebody from getting it before it, before somebody it makes somebody want to get it. You know what I'm saying? So that that's 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 a problem right now. I, I it, you know, and and you're questioning everything. I, I'm with you. I, I just it's getting to the point now where it's like th- this this machine and these machines that we hold and basically get all of our all of our information from. There's not one thing about it. That you know, it's like dodgy coin or do you know? There's no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no there, this shit. There's nothing behind it. It's literally like this computer. You know, there, there, you don't know where the sources are. You don't know if the sources are real. You know, if you ever looked up the source on a story, you ever uh, you ever that, that's an interesting ball game. And you mm-hmm. go and see other articles that 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 person has written, and you, and then you that's that's actually a better way to decide if you're how you're going to look at that article is to go back and read titles from other articles that that per- person has written because you find out are they are they one-sided they're pushing or, agenda they, are yeah. they pushing an agenda or are they are they writing based on whatever the you know information they found out or whatever the case is and that's something i just started doing but it's super easy i mean you just go up and click their name and and off you go that is that is one thing that the internet has made news better in that you can you can click on a on the writer of an article and basically instantly find everything they've ever written it's 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 unbelievable yeah it's it's super neat and and again it makes you decide how much credence you're going to put in something you're reading by that person right Mm -hmm. and so it'd be interesting do you have that article still up yeah is there any way you could see who wrote it and and let's read some some of their other titles absolutely i mean people need to this is something that people need to do you need to touch that touch the writer and, and, and see other stuff they've written to decide if, you know, instead of taking the one story, because that's what we do. We just, you know, we're hit with so much information that you get one story and that's what you go off with. People will die for something they heard on CNN or Fox. You know, people will go to the mat like they're like they're, you know, like they went to school for it, you know, based on some one thing that they saw or or getting hit with the same information every day, you know, and, 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 that, and they're, they're they become 
geniuses on the subject. It's really crazy. Uh, but then these people that write articles for a living, I mean, that's that's a different ballgame because theoretically you would hope that they have some expertise and they've done research that you don't want to do uh, about something, which is why you're reading whatever they're writing. Um, I'd be like, I'd be like me coming to a big band show and, and saying that, you know, you could be a little bit better. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'll say this. So I'm, I'm just looking at some of these. So, and most of them are just kind of, you know, whatever, but any that are specifically about the vaccine yeah. are not in a good light. So oh, like, so the post leans right. Essentially, so it's. Like, uh, I'll just give you an example. So we got we got uh, one title is uh, Pfizer uncovers counterfeit COVID nineteen shots abroad. So saying that they're right. they're not Fake. real. So that would you know make somebody question. Uh, another one was uh, let's see. Um, uh, where is it? Oh, here we go. Walgreens injects saline instead of COVID vaccine. Troubling mix up. <laughs> So, I mean, the rest of them are all kind of just normal stories, but uh, the ones about the vaccine are all they're 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 pretty negative. So, well, the post it's interesting. is a, post is more conservative, right? It, yeah, yeah. It le- it tends to go that way. Yep. Okay, isn't it a isn't it a Rupert Murdoch enterprise? Yeah, but I mean, Fox is too. But look what I mean. Fox has had a, a you know they're they're not doing that great on the conservative side of stuff. Yeah, they're they're still very right-wing though. They are. But I mean, can you can you watch the Young Turks with a with a straight face? No. No. I mean, it, it, this is ridiculous. I mean, there 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 needs to be a, a a serious news outlet. And you know, I try to watch Ben Shapiro as much as I can in the sense that you got to wade through some of that too, right? But to get to, you know, cuz when he gets on what I like about him is when he gets educational. Because he is an attorney too, so listening to him to talk to some about you know what second degree murder is and all those kind of things is interesting to me. The polit- how how anybody in today's society can say all oh, conservatives do this, all oh, liberals are like this. I mean, it's really difficult mm-hmm. because a lot of people number one don't know they only know a handful of the liberal conservative issues, right? And then when you get down to it, you really start realizing that most people are kind of in the middle on everything. Right, they they kind of see some of this, and they kind of see some of that. That's most people. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and usually when you meet somebody that is one side or the other completely, you walk away going, "That guy's nuts," right? Uh, I don't give what whatever side of the aisle they're on, you know. But most people are see both sides or try to see both sides, but it's hard to get information because there's so much of it. There's so much information, and you really get tired of going down rabbit holes every time you want to research something. You know, when you go to YouTube or Google and you type in the one thing you want to learn, and the next thing you know, you're watching, you know, kids on skateboards, you know, and 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 dogs and and talking in funny languages. Those it, late night YouTube holes, they just suck you in. Late night. <laughs> I mean, YouTube oh, is essentially the video the day, game. Yeah. It's the video game of, of, of today yeah. where, where, we, where you would spend 16 hours on Nintendo, you know, and now now it's, it's you know, you get in front of YouTube and you don't really have anything else to do. You're done. You're lost. You're yeah. done. That's all I watch is YouTube. I don't watch any Netflix, none of that stuff. I have the YouTube premium. Oh, yeah. All, all YouTube all the time. But it's all, all really good, like, like good stuff like... Um, Vsauce, I watch a lot of that stuff. Or yeah, like, the oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's great. Or great. Uh, smarter every day. Like it's all like science. Like it's all really interesting stuff. Or it's a great documentary. Yeah, that's why I like it because it's there's a lot of really good documentaries on YouTube. Yeah, 
But most of the YouTube stuff is from other. It's from Netflix or Hulu or right. No, not, all, YouTube, not all of it. YouTube original stuff. There is YouTube original stuff, but not very much. And that's kind of why I like it because everything that's like kind of coming out of the, uh, you know, they're they're new networks now. They're basically networks. Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff. Everything they're all making their own stuff, and it's all yeah. produced by it. And it's all got a different feel to it too. It's all mm-hmm. you can all kind of tell how it feels, the way that it's produced, the way that it's made. That's why I like YouTube because it's just something random, something different all the time. You learn a lot, no question, and then you, and then you learn not so much. And then the next thing you know, like uh, down Periscope is like playing. You know, you walk out of the room, and the next thing you know, Kingpin is on, and it's free, and it's like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like some kind of weird movie you haven't seen in years, or that's what I'm after. Well, I think uh, I think I got I got to be honest with you, Casey. This has been interesting. I I, I kind of wish I would have made you brought bring your trumpet. One of the most fascinating things to watch is this guy play a trumpet because horn players in general are fascinating to me. But the fact that, that you can play all the songs with those three vowels, <laughs> it just blows my freaking mind. And and it really does because you can play all the notes. Yeah. It's insane. It's always been one of my dreams to be a conductor. So I could have. <laughs> and now you know. I could have done this. And now you, you know. know. And now you know. That's all it is. That is not all it is. It's moving your hands back and forth. Is that really what it all it is? Uh-huh. The, uh, the the two, the three semesters of conducting I took in college <laughs> would disagree. I think it's way <laughs> deeper than that. I think it's that beyond our levels of comprehension. I think conducting could probably bring out the herpes in all of us. That's all it is. You just walk <laughs> up to I the mean, thing, you tap like, your pencil. I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking. My my textbook for my conducting class in college was probably an inch thick. Yeah, it's pretty serious pretty serious shit (laughs) actually yeah because like the studying studying conducting in college it's not just studying like how to keep time like you're studying um like proper methods of like bringing sections in managing dynamics communicating tempos and also how to do score study because mm-hmm. one of the most important parts of conducting is actually knowing the music that you're conducting. Right. So that guy is not there. You're not there. Does this music get played the same? Probably not. Really? Really. That's Yeah, it's all kind of how the the conductor wants to Yeah, if you put if you put, if you it. if you took me out of my band and put a different conductor in front of it, it would have a completely different feel because of how they hear the stuff that we're playing. So no kidding. The thing with the big band stuff too is like back in the day that guy, like, you know, it was like Tommy Dorsey or whoever was like, they would play a horn or something, right? And they would solo here and there. But, yeah. And but they were and the star of the of yeah. that. So, but at, but at that point, though, they've rehearsed and the the band is already kind of on auto, autopilot. They know the tunes, they're watching the music. And uh, you're kind of more in a jazz situation there for show as the star of, you know. Yeah, because you play too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a neat thing. We're going to get you down at the standard. That's happening. I want to make sure that that happens. So you're 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 going to get close to your goal. We're going to help you out. Yeah, we're going to help you out. I, I, not me, not me personally, but mm-hmm. I, there's other people I know. Yep. And and on our on our Kickstarter page uh, that ju- just up tonight, I put up a new um, a new backer tier named after the the podcast, where you get if you if you sign up for that one, you get the the digital download of the album. You get a signed copy. You get a oh, hat. Cool. You get a T-shirt. You get mentioned in the liner notes as a as a backer. 
Cool. Well, then I'll I'll, so. I'll chop that up. Make sure I, I prom uh, make that uh, prominent on the on the on the sites too. Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. nice. And that'll that'll run through the rest of the campaign. How much is that? I believe I said it is forty five bucks. Cool. That, that's doable. That's yeah. do. I might buy. You want to go in on what about a t couple dogey coins? Yeah, can I get a couple of dogey coins? <laughs> I'll, I'll throw in. I'll throw in a Doge coin <laughs> for you, as long as it stays, you I'll, know, I'll under buy, fifty I'll buy, cents. I'll buy you a Doge coin. How about that? <laughs> Appreciate it. I, I'm, I never do this. My mom, uh, my mom is an author, and she wrote these two children's books, and she uh, oh. also has, uh, also has some. Uh, the, it's the little little. Uh, it's a little. Uh, ladybug there mm -hmm. they're, they're really cool if you have kids you can you can buy both of these i think what was the what is the uh what's her what's her handle andy you what? see it? her instagram can you bring it up for me it's, a, yeah, it's her facebook handle it's not here anymore oh it is i'm sorry mm -hmm. uh, i'll bring it up on uh, on the edit on the edit anyway mm -hmm. uh my uh i think it's just ann uh weaver author uh is it, and you can go to the chris weaver band uh, or uh and how valid uh, chris weaver band i think it is and, and you can uh get these two books but they're really cool if you have children or well here's the lower third pops yeah that's up. what i want there oh, it that's is. what that's you it. wanted okay. oh, yeah, there, you go. there it is uh and uh you had another scene though that went to something i thought no mm. i got i gotta i gotta make the commercial she, okay. she my mom's gotten really creative making stones it's really neat work uh and, and really neat stuff and especially for kids and, and all that kind of stuff so make sure you the wiggly spider uh, a slug salamander and the bug and then and uh, she's going to help me write mine on private pancakes uh it's general <laughs> butt cheeks and private pancakes i like it i think it's going to be great yeah casey thanks for coming in absolutely anytime Bill, always a pleasure titan motoring uh and uh, andy doing your titan titan motoring spots we really appreciate it you're the man uh, join us next week for how valid is the validity and uh, what else is going on anything am i missing anything i don't think so. come out to the cellar and see some bluegrass this uh friday oh yeah this friday yeah friday morning uh 10 is it every friday morning no it's not okay. every. it's every sunday though it'll definitely be every sunday at uh tin roof a tin roof okay but this, this week this it's friday tin roof friday Broadway. 10 to 10 to 3 okay um yes but the sunday thing for sure because uh more people listen to the more people download this so that they if if they want to come to it to, they won't know about this week they won't okay. know about this week. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, anybody that's listening, if you are out there. Every Sunday, yeah. Every Sunday at Tin Roof. That was fun. That was fun. We had a great time. I, I, drinking during the day is really difficult. It's hard. It's very difficult. Uh, anyway, buy my mom's book because uh, uh, I, my, I, my inheritance is, is a little low. They've been spending. So make sure you check this out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Uh, this is How Valid is the Validity. Uh, Andy, Phil, and Casey, uh, thanks so much. We'll, uh, I hope this is the right button. You know what? If I kill somebody... I gotta go to jail. <laughs> Rest of the story. In our day, celebrity mania is understood and accepted, often reverently so. With each new star rising over Hollywood Boulevard, the odd, objectively amusing ritual is reenacted, strangers worshipping other strangers. So it's difficult for us to relate to that once upon a time when an actor, any actor, except on stage, was unwelcome anywhere, even a dead actor. In the America of 1870, polite society looked upon actors as sideshow freaks. To view them in their cage, the stage was acceptable. To invite them into your home was unthinkable. So when actor George Holland died, with no family to conduct his funeral service, it became a sad responsibility of his friend and colleague Joseph Jefferson. Jefferson himself was a renowned thespian of his day, much respected in theatrical circles, but those circles did not extend to the rest of the world, not even to churches. And that's the lesson Joe Jefferson learned 
far from the theater and the applause, breathing on the eve of his friend's death as he entered a church in midtown Manhattan with his hat in his hand. In the dim light of the church office, the pastor smiled, rose from his desk. You're Joseph Jefferson, aren't you? Joe nodded as the pastor acknowledged a particular performance at the Winter Garden. The pastor was still smiling until Joe interrupted to explain why he had come. His friend had passed away that night. Might services the next day or so be conducted in this church? And who was the friend, the pastor asked? It was George Holland, a fellow actor. On the stage, he was beloved. He'd given so many people so much pleasure. His funeral should be a special one. That's when the pastor quietly, firmly informed Joe that the church did not, as a rule, accept stage people. Certainly neither to be married nor to be buried. It just wasn't done. Surely Mr. Jefferson understood. As Jefferson turned to go, the pastor offhandedly made a suggestion. The little church a block or so down the street and to the right, they did that sort of thing. What was it called? The Church of the Transfiguration. Well... Joe didn't thank the pastor, but he did walk down the block and turn the corner and visit the other little church, and there the pastor greeted him warmly, without any reservation. He agreed to conduct funeral services for George Holland. And since that day, bishops and deans, priests, judges, physicians, and financiers, actors and actresses, the distinguished and the undistinguished, the common and the uncommon, have been paid their last tribute at the Church of the Transfiguration. For such was the sympathetic publicity in 1870 following the funeral of an actor that the world has since forgotten that other actors left their churches to join this one. And the Church of the Transfiguration was itself transfigured from anonymity to sublime respectability. Now, if you should travel to New York, there to visit the church on East 29th Street, your request for directions will be best understood.